0: This is a welcome environment. Everyone is here doing the same thing. I don't care what color you are, what ethnicity, what you know what sexual orientation you are, how much money you have. When you hit the door you're the same. You are all one to me. Welcome to the podcast
1: by Mikhail Alphon. Before we get started on today's episode, I just wanted to point out one of my sponsors, Mike Me Audio, who actually created that incredible intro that you just heard. Now, Mike Me is actually responsible for creating Gary Vaynerchuk's intro, as well as uh, Brittany Crystal's on her Beyond Influential podcast. And what I love about it is it simply gives your podcast that high-end, high-production feel that really grabs your listeners' attention. Now the good news is, if you want an intro for yourself, you can actually go to micme.com. That's m-i-c-m-e.com, and use the promo code MIC at checkout, and you'll receive ten percent off your first intro. And they make the process really easy. All you got to do is set in your script, uh, choose your music, choose your uh, voiceover actor, and they'll create it for you within seventy-two hours. Again, check out micme.com and use promo code MIC, M-I-Q-K, and you know the Q comes before the. And you'll get 10% off at checkout. But before I speak too much, let's get on to the show. The source of so much joy and happiness at least three times a week is on the podcast today. Uh, Today we have Mindy, who is the founder of Union Ride. Can you say what's up to the listeners, Mindy?
0: What's up, guys? I'm so excited to be here. Thanks, Mikhail.
1: Mindy low key hates me for bringing her on the podcast because she doesn't like talking in public. Is that okay that I said that?
0: For sure. (laughs) total introvert sorry
1: which is funny because you really crush it during class i don't believe that you're an introvert and i would like you to convince me of that right now
0: i'm like a mixture of both i'm a hybrid
1: you're a hybrid Mm -hmm. what brings out the craziness
0: it's work you know the hustle brings it out Mm.
1: did you think that you're gonna be a business owner
0: i mean to be honest when i left uh, marietta and came out to orange county i got a job being a receptionist and you know i did um it's called title insurance I don't, most people don't know what that means but um i basically did the paperwork when you buy or refinance a home and i really thought i was like a boss i was like i'm gonna own this company just like my dad i'm gonna be a boss ass bitch <laughs> yeah. i got had it set up in my head and i did it for 12 years and like you know it came to this fork in the road where i had the opportunity to purchase you know bike to the beat from someone and i took it and you know, three years into it, I was like, I either have to go with my career for, you know, my corporate job or I have to take the gym to a new level. And I decided to take take a risk and I did. And now we're here and a lot of changes have happened and now we're union ride and we're thriving.
1: Yeah. When you were, you said you worked at the title insurance place for 12 years. Mm -hmm. You weren't a receptionist for 12 years. No, no, no,
0: no. I worked my way up. I got pretty high up actually.
1: When did you, what what did you really end up doing? Were you selling the title insurance?
0: I wasn't a salesperson, clearly, because I'm an introvert. Again, I was on the inside and I'm very good on the phone and dealing with customers and making them feel important. I'm definitely not good at like a cold call, though. It has to be like a warm, they have to come to me and then I can kind of sell anything. Um, But I was a junior title officer, so I was like one step away from pretty high up. So, Mm. um, And I got to meet, you know, I worked with my best friends. It was the best time of my life. Yeah. But, um you know, I just took a different rap, a different path.
1: that's exciting. Did you go to college? Let's go mm-hmm. back there I did not how did you get the How did you get the job at the title place in the in the um, first place?
0: So my dad's always been in the same industry for my whole life, so I made a phone call to one of his friends out here in California. And I was like, "Hey, I'm looking for a job, and I literally he hired me to answer phones, and that was it. and then I just kind of worked my way up and that's it took awesome. me a couple of years to get up with it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think that's really cool. Actually. I didn't, obviously didn't go to college either. That's why I was kind of curious as to where that came about. Why a spin studio? Why an indoor cycling?
0: Uh, you know, I went to a spin studio, um, uh, that's actually no longer around in Orange County anymore. Um, and I went for a good amount of years and I was, you know, obsessed and I would just hand over my money cause I was obsessed. And I, I think in the five years I went, the owner, did not look at me or acknowledge me one time in five years. And I just told myself, I'm going to do this. I said, I want to have my own studio and I want to change that. I want to talk to every single person, no matter how rich you are. Cause it was in Newport, it was like all high end people. And I was like, I was like the poor person. It was really sad. So like nobody even talked to me ever, but I was like, I don't care. I'm still going. I loved it. And I just told me, I don't, something inside me was like, I want to do this. Like I want to have my own I want to talk to everybody. I want to meet everybody. I want to treat everybody like they're the same. I don't care if you're from Santa Ana, Irvine, Newport. I do not care. You're all the same bitches to me. Like, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. All walks of life. Same.
1: Yeah, you do treat everybody really nicely over there. That makes me happy. How did I get get over there? Savannah brought me over there. Yeah. But I didn't meet you for a while, I don't think. Not for, like... Months and then the first time I met you, I barely recognized you because I because I had only seen like one or two Instagram photos. I know I it was right really after s- I had
0: huck. Yeah, and you came in and I saw you walking to the front door and I was like, <laughs> "Hey, hey, hey, party over here!" And then you looked at me like, "Who's this crazy bitch?" And I was like, oh, "Oh hi!" And you still didn't know me. And I was like, "Oh my god, I'm such an asshole."
1: You're not an asshole. And you I was the asshole. Didn't know me. Can I tell you a story?
0: Sure.
1: I went to your class you know, a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. and there was somebody there and I came and I came in and they're like, Hey, what's up? And I was like, Hey, and I, Savannah was there and I, had, and I was like introducing Alexa to Savannah. It's like, Hey, what's up? I felt so bad. It was so early. It didn't like nothing clicked in my head and I completely didn't recognize this person either that I'd met like three times. I feel like a bad it's, person. It's just it.
0: when you see them in fitness right. versus outside, it's totally different.
1: Okay, thank you. I, I mean, not really for me. N- I look
0: the same no matter what. Drowned rat status all the time. but <laughs>
1: get, get, get out of here. Did you say drowned rat?
0: <laughs> yes. That looked like I just walked out of a shower every day. like, <laughs> But not really a shower, just spin class. <laughs> it just doesn't change. Um, That happens all the time. I ran into a customer a couple of days ago at Ralph's, and I was like, hey, girl. And she was like, hey. And then- it was awkward, but I knew who she was, and she clearly knew who I was. But she emailed me later, and she was like, I just wanted to say it was me at Ralph's. I didn't want you to be scared. I saw you. You didn't recognize me. And I was like, no, I hello. I, I know who you were. I said, hi. Yeah. I got you. I know. But people, it's just you look different.
1: Yeah. The second that it clicked for me, at least with this, I, was, like, I knew everything about them again, mm-hmm. but I think that was right. It was dark. It was 530 in the morning, no coffee yet. No blood flow, really. Blame
0: it on the black light.
1: I'm going to do that. You know what I mean? And, it, you know, Lauren, if you're out there, I apologize. You're such a nice person I appreciate our friendship. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I really do, but it was just like, shoot. And I hadn't seen the person like, probably a year or something like that, so it's been a minute. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the experience that I've had with you guys over there has been so rad, and I don't know. It's, it's interesting to see how tight, like, everybody is with you. Like they really, like I came over to your house the other day, like Linda was hanging out. Mm -hmm. I mean, have you, were you working with these people since day one? Like, what is that?
0: Um, no, like I, it's, things just happen over time. Like they obviously start as a customer and then you just start to get to know them and you build relationships. And, you know, there's some people that you don't gravitate to automatically, but for the most part, I get really close to people. Um, I think that's why when I get like a weird Yelp review that says like, oh, I didn't feel welcomed or like something, I take it really offensively because I'm like, girl, we all usually are best friends. So for me to hear that, it's kind of like I all, I automatically think what's wrong with you because so many people become my best friends. It's weird to hear that like, oh, I didn't feel like I was part of the team or something because that's weird to me. Like we are super all-inclusive all the time. Yeah. and. I really strive to that because when I went to that other studio, and no disrespect, I love this place because God willing, they gave me, you know, my start, but I definitely did not fit in. I am not a Newport Beach person. I do not have, you know, loads of money that I'm sitting on. I'm not like a person that has money from family or anything. I'm a self-starter, so I never fit in and, you know. I just didn't want to ever feel like I didn't want to make anybody else feel like that ever. So I make it a point to if a if I see a click forming at the gym, I will squash it immediately. I do not let it happen. Um and I say it in class. Like I'm straight up and I'm like, "Hey, you know, this is a welcome environment. Everyone is here doing the same thing. I don't care what color you are, what ethnicity, what, you know, what sexual orientation you are, how much money you have. When you hit the door, you're the same. You are all one to me." Um and I just try to preach that because I believe that that should travel through every aspect of, like, not just workout, but everything. We're all humans doing the same thing. We're trying to just be happy. So I'm just trying to put that out there.
1: What makes you really happy?
0: Spin, friends, wine, pizza, green juice. I don't know. Everything makes me happy. Really? I, I really like a lot of things. But honestly, the, the reason why I love Spin the most is music moves me in a way I can't even explain, where it's just every – I like so many types of music that every type of music, every artist makes me feel a certain way. And that's why I gravitate towards spin the way we ride so much is because it literally moves me to a better mood, a better day, a better attitude, a better outlook. Like just, I mean, that's why I've stuck with it for so long. Like other workouts, yeah, cool, whatever. I get it. But like music and spin move me to just a better, to be a better person. I know that sounds lame. Like I'm trying to promote my business, but that's really how I feel.
1: No, I, I, look, Straight up, I feel like I've been like repping like Union Ride more than I re- rep Blue Light lately. Be- Blue Light lately, just because it's like it's life changing. Um, whoa, that was crazy that I said that out loud. But like, I, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. But like, but I but I mean that like for one, I never thought that I would be going to a spin class of all things. I think I, I went to one at like 24 Hour Fitness. Shit's whack. compared know, to sure. actually. It was a good at the time. I didn't know anybody, so I thought it was. i too. Yeah. But then when I came to yours, it was the music thing was the big thing, um, and then I like I like dancing. I'm Filipino. We all think we're a Jabawaki.
0: <laughs> Funny you say that because I went to high school with one of the original Jabawakis. No big deal. <laughs> shout, shout out Raymond. <laughs> that
1: is really cool, actually. So
0: we. By the way, he has no idea who I am, but I just know that we went to high school, together. <laughs> right?
1: For sure. Um, so we listened to a lot of hip hop and some EDM in your class. What's on your playlist that, like, that is, like, outside of class that's – or outside of, you know, union, right? It's
0: funny that you say that because literally my favorite stuff is never to be played in spin class. So I am – I'm from that old school. Like, I like – I call it emo punk. I don't even know if that's really a thing, but that's what I like. Like, for me, Jimmy Eat World, Angels and Airwaves, obviously Blink, old school Blink. But, like, that kind of stuff. Like, deep – like, emo. Like, I'm emo. Dashboard, like – all about it.
1: What's your favorite dashboard song? Uh,
0: come on now. Screaming infidelities. Come on, please. Really? Yeah. I like everything. I yeah, liked, like— I love all of that stuff.
1: Oh, which one was— um,
0: I mean, that's actually deceptions. how me and Andy, like, jive together, so— Oh, we're going to get to that.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Best Deceptions was one of my favorite ones. I'll still belt that. Did you like Thrice?
0: I mm, Actually, that's the one I was like, I couldn't get down. Really? I don't know why. I just never could.
1: What about AFI?
0: Um, mm -mm. like, like that, like I'm older than you. You got to remember, like I'm older. So like that stuff came out when I was like. It's been
1: around for like 30 years, bro. Mm, Just something I can, I can understand thrice. I don't even know how old you are. I've been, I haven't asked. I thought that we were close to the same Mm -mm, age. I don't think so. Is that weird? I'm
0: like old, like a tree. Like a tree? Like a tree. Okay. I'm almost 40. I'm almost 38?
1: You're almost 38, so... I always get confused. I'm almost 38, too, on the spectrum of, like, ages. It's true. No, you're
0: not.
1: <laughs> okay, so Jimmy Eat World,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Dashboard Confessional. See, that was, like, that's what I was listening to in high school. I don't understand. Dashboard Confessional, Blink. Did you like Taking Back Sunday? mm mm-hmm. Love Taking Back Sunday. How did, like... Okay, so apparently Andy and I are supposed to be best friends. I told you this. I thought you yes. were bringing him here today.
0: I know, but look... He's on baby duty.
1: <laughs> so how did you guys end up meeting?
0: You know, long story short, I like to equate everything with a little bit of failure and a little bit of success. But I met Andy. He was a personal trainer, which I vowed never to date in my whole life because I think they're whack. No offense to any personal trainers, but you are. <laughs> um, we met um, originally Bike to the Beat, which whatever Union Ride was inside a bigger gym, right? We rented a small space and he was a personal trainer on the backside. side. And he would float through, and I would be like, oh my God, that guy is so cute. <laughs> and we would like, I'd be like, hey. And we would talk. But like on day one, he came up to me and like introduced himself, which, cause he's from the Midwest, he's super nice, and was like, oh, my wife. And I was like, oh, buzzkill, get out of my face. No, thank you. And I just, we just were friends. And that was it. It was like, hi, bye, never anything. Cause you know, I don't, I'm not like the cheating thing for me is never on the table. I don't believe in that. So we just kind of formed a friendship about, you know, it was more just high and bye at the front desk. And then eventually we started talking about like I went through a really bad breakup. And then a few months later he was like talking to me about, you know, I know you were cheated on. So my wife's doing this. Do you think she's cheating on me? And I was like, bitch, she is cheating on you. Do not be stupid. That's crazy. And I was like, okay, well, you know, I hope it works out for you. sorry. And then he just dropped off the face of the planet. I never saw him again. And, and he did. And he yeah. did for – a good year. Well,
1: when he was, when he introduced yourself, himself to you, it's not like he was trying to like, he, oh, he got, no. it was just be nice. No, no. Yeah, he yeah, was yeah. just be nice. Right. And like
0: me, I was like some single girl, like, you know. For sure. Come on. I was like, who that? Because he was <laughs> cute. And um, really funny story that I ran into him and his wife out shopping and, you know, whatever. She was friendly, whatever. But like later on, I was like, hey, it was so nice to see your wife. I'm like, I, she's pregnant, right? Yeah. And he was like, no. And I was like, come on, bro. You can tell me she's she's like just not showing. She's like three months. It just started, right? And he was like, No, Mindy, she's really not pregnant. I was like, Bro, just tell me. It's cool. And he was like, Mindy, I swear to God. And I was like, I'm walking away now. I'm done. I can't even recover from this because she was not pregnant. But she was just had a little belly, but she was so tiny that it was weird that she had a little belly. So awkward foot and mouth.
1: Was her was his husband or his husband, his wife there when you were saying no this, this
0: was like at work later no oh, i would shit. never say that in front of her oh my god no
1: could you imagine
0: <laughs> no she would punch me in the face <laughs>
1: like no. no no i'm not
0: but i mean i know we complained about the facebook algorithm but this is mm-hmm. actually what connected us remember this was like three years ago facebook started doing that thing where it was like so and so likes this or so and so likes that that sure. didn't exist always yeah so i was like oh shit and he's alive so i was like you know, snooping. I clicked on his Facebook because he had been MIA, Facebook gone, gone from the gym. So I click on it and like scrolling through, you know, like a good girl does. FBI status. And then he's like, I'm like, oh, the wife's gone. So I text him and I was like, hey, are you alive? And he's like, yeah, I'm at this new gym. You should come by. And I was like, okay, cool. I'll come by. And then like hours and hours and hours go by and I don't, he doesn't text me. And he's like, by the way, I'm going through a divorce. And I was like, Yes. <laughs> That's and so was, awesome. I was like, when can I come by? I'll come do a session. So I went to train with him. I ended up spending like $800 on sessions that I never used. And we just started dating from them and it never stopped.
1: That's so awesome. I know. That's, oh, look okay. at you. Best. You're glowing. You love, love stuff. I Steph.
0: love, love. <laughs> He's the best.
1: He's a really nice guy. Hopefully, uh, you'll let me hang out with him.
0: No, tomorrow for sure.
1: Tomorrow, hundred percent. Fight night. I'm so pumped. Knock a bitch out. Do you like UFC stuff?
0: Um, I don't. I'm kind of indifferent about it, to be honest. The only reason, and I hate saying like McGregor, but like, I only like him because I like his hustle. Yeah. I don't really care about UFC or boxing or anything like that. But I just love hearing the backstory and knowing their like, you know, their start, like where they come from and where they get to, because hmm. that what motivates me, to be honest. Like. I don't get motivation from people that are like, oh, my family gave me money and I just did this company and I blew up. Like that doesn't fuel me. What fuels me is like failure, like the underdog. I'm an Mm. underdog story and I just – I thrive off that. So anytime I hear that, that's my – Why do you feel like you're an
1: underdog story?
0: Because I've done everything up until now uh, with just word of mouth. I've done – I've never paid – for marketing I've never mm. done anything social media I've never done any ads I've never done anything besides just word of mouth um the way we got busy to be honest was was Yelp yeah was just getting those really honest good reviews and re- stuff. Re- really really good reviews and just getting people to come in based off that um I mean now things have morphed to be so different but yeah like I've just done everything without help. And I think that, that, you know, I didn't really have money to pay anybody and I, yeah. I kind of still don't. And let's be honest, it's a struggle. It's I'm on, I'm on a hustle, but I just think the underdog comes out on top. I think it's a better story. Nobody wants to hear like somebody handed me, you know, half a million to open a studio and poof, here I am. Nobody cares. That doesn't, that yeah. doesn't touch anybody. That's not real. Yeah. Where anybody see, can get money.
1: Where do you see it going? you see doing something after the two studios?
0: Um, I'm content right now, to be honest, fitness industry is constantly changing. Things are always, you know, flowing in a new direction, the new fad. Um, I'm ready to do something new though. You know, spin is spin and I think I've gone to the top and, you know, it can only change so much you do on a spin bike. Yeah. Um, I kind of want to do something new. Like? I don't know. I'm always looking for something new. I don't know. My food? ideas are always, I don't know if it's food, but it might be a mixture with, you know, fitness, food something. I want to do something different.
1: Yeah. I've, I can, I can get behind that sometimes. Sometimes I'm like, it's like you have a creative bug in me, right? Mm-hmm. We're both yeah. left-handed, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Did you ever do anything out like that was creative outside of that? You play music too? Did you write?
0: I don't play music. I do write actually. That's really? What say that. Uh,
1: yeah. What do you write?
0: Um, I used to do poetry. I used to write some songs. I, I don't think anybody knows that actually. Really? Nobody, not even Andy. No, where can, Andy even know where that. can
1: we pull this up? It's not on the internet, is no, it? No, I might have Damn like it. a
0: book of a bunch of poems and stuff. I don't know. You
1: might have a book or you for sure, I for sure have, have a book. <laughs> like, I'm not
0: sure. I will not share. Oh my
1: god, that's so I awesome. Know. Like you know how I used to write poetry and music. I know. Like, I mean, I wear eyeliner, so that's what we do. I'm like
0: a deep person, so like this just happens. <laughs> but you know what's really sad is my best stuff only comes from being in pain. And like right now I'm so hap- like blissfully happy that
1: Oh, that's so rad, I can't though. write. I feel that. I know. Right?
0: That's why I like my, does this make sense now?
1: From pain comes beauty. Yeah, of course. First of all, that tattoo is really cool. I saw the, I saw the, um.
0: It's actually a, um, an artist drawing that I saw in LA at this art exhibit. Who's the artist? Couldn't tell you. It was just cool. It was just cool. And I was like so broke at the time that I couldn't buy it. It was only like $350 and I couldn't buy it. And so I saved the photo of it and I took it to my tattoo person. I'm like, can you recreate this? And so he did. (laughs) But yeah, it's like a little girl. She's so sad that she's actually looking at her own heart in like a picture on a desk, like a picture of water.
1: It just made me, it's super emo, huh? You
0: know? (laughs) (laughs) People were like, is that you? I'm like, I don't know, take what you want. But I'm like deep emo. Do you not know that?
1: No, because, okay, do you not know that? You understand like our interactions include like, Tupac, Dr. Dre. What's the other song? The, that birthday song with little John. Is that little John?
0: Alive. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Skrillex.
0: I mean, but there's so many facets to my personality. Understood. I think that like, and
1: this is why we're on the show today because I wanted to learn more of these. So when you wrote these songs, what were you writing about?
0: I think it's always about heartbreak. Of course. Of course.
1: <laughs> Did you play any instruments?
0: Um. No, I'm not musically inclined. That's Andy. He can play any instrument. Me, Mm -hmm. I'm like, no. I can hear music and listen to music and count beats now that I've actually, you know, done it on a spin bike. But I don't – I can't play instruments. I'm just not that coordinated. I'm also not that patient, to be honest.
1: To learn how to – To learn
0: how and take the time to, like, my fingers – Like, I tried to play guitar one time. I just couldn't. Like, I'm just not – my hands are so small that, like, I can't wrap around the – I can't do it.
1: (laughs) Um. Sorry, I was just thinking. I started thinking about like the. I have three journals like in my house right now, full of like my, poetry, poetry, mm-hmm. quote unquote, from high school, mm-hmm. and like what could possibly be in there. It's deep shit. Let me tell you. It is like the most absurd deep shit for no, me. It's for awesome. me, though, it's like the the cold wind of the night. Mm-hmm. Blah 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 blah. Oh yeah,
0: you're pulling deep. Yeah, you know. I mean, like, when I would write, I'm not going to lie, I would pull out the, the thesaurus, which is also my favorite friend for everything. Mm-hmm. Even when I, like, create new brands and stuff, I pull that out and I use that, like, religiously. But I would just write and just go deep and try to come up with different words that people weren't really using.
1: That's exciting. I would love to. I'll show you mine. I'll show you my book if I could read yours one time. <laughs> I mean, I think it'd just be rad. It's funny to read those back and be like, why was that
0: no, thing so important? No, my parents so would important? read it and be like. What? No, my. Because like I think someone got like published at one time in school and my parents were like, do we need to worry about you? Like they were worried. And I was like, no, it's just like they don't get it.
1: There was this um, when uh, I, was, I was a freshman in high school and like I, my like homeroom class or something like that or maybe it was raining and I was in PE and the, my PE teacher was like the football coach. And the football coach like – He was like the stereotypical football coach of a high school type of thing, right? Um, No offense to Coach O'Connell because he did a good job at Tesoro. I don't know him very well. Anyways, because it was raining, we had to all write poetry. And I didn't really want to do this assignment. But I knew at the time that nobody really knew who AFI was, and I knew for sure that this coach didn't know who AFI was. So I just kind of like wrote a poem that I had to submit to him. (laughs) The the lines of this song were, I've been dreaming, I've been dreaming, I was lucid, blood was seeping, it was seeping from my pores, I can't believe that this was all my own decision, something. But mm-hmm. it was very clearly like, yeah you know, like something mm-hmm. really heavy. And he like pulled me aside and became this whole issue. He's like, are you okay? Do we need to talk about this? And then it slowly went to like, are you wearing eyeliner?
0: <laughs> <laughs> See why I don't like to share this stuff? People <laughs> get like weird about it.
1: Well... I mean, now it's just—I feel like we all had, like, those times where it was just, like, too emo. Like, we were too emo.
0: I think you just—you have so many emotions when you're, you know, younger. You just don't really know where to put them, and that just was a healthy outlet. And not everything was really true that I wrote about, but, you know, it just came out.
1: It's weird. Do you feel like spins your healthy outlet now?
0: Oh, for sure. It's like—like, I always tell you when I'm in class, like, I know that you guys think it's about you. But selfishly, it's not. It's about me. It's my therapy. It gets me through my day. Like when I don't teach for like a week, I can feel it in my—I don't take stress on as as best I do when I'm actually teaching. Mm. Um, It's just a really—it just relieves my stress. Yeah. And like I can say taking class is cool, but once you become an instructor, your life has changed 100, and taking a class is like nothing. It's like that's just— bullshit. Are, no. you,
1: are you still pitching me on, on teaching?
0: I would love for you to teach. Um, I think it'd be amazing.
1: I, I think about it all the time. I've put together multiple playlists uh, actually to try and make this happy. I want you to know that. So let's pull one of these up real quick. You said that they were too slow, but I feel like if I double time most of these, it should be fine.
0: I I feel like I that you already said double time. I'm obsessed with you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've tried doing some of these things and to the listener that might still be with us right now. Basically, you take a song, and I think I can put this on. You take a song, and then it'll be just like double time the beat. So instead of the one, two, three, mm-hmm. four, you do it in eight counts, and then it fucks you up. Tell you that. There's not a lot of breaks in your class either, which makes it a little bit heavier.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All right. so I've started three now. So I just want you to know that I have actively been thinking about this. There's the 90s hip-hop one. I can understand how my way by... Uh, sure, might be hard, but think of that.
0: No. i played this song, but guess what happened? What? Me and a teacher had like a rift in class. Really? And yeah, it's pretty rough if you want to know the story. I'm not sure if we want to go into that right now.
1: Are they? Do they still teach that? No. What's the story?
0: Basically, that morning we were supposed to have a talk about issues, you know, her and <laughs> I were having, you? and she... You know, she got a little sassy in class, and she wanted to ride on a certain bike. And I asked her to move bikes, and she just, like, came to me and was like, I'm not moving. And I was like, well, that wasn't a request. That was, you know, you're moving. And she didn't move. And so the whole time, I was just, like, teaching directly at her. And so I played that song. Yeah. <laughs> and then at the end of class, she left her key on the, the, you know, front desk and was like, good luck. And I was like, deuces. And it was the best best thing that ever happened in the studio.
1: That's crazy. I
0: know. How long ago was
1: that? Was that at Union or the old one?
0: It was, you know, the old one. But sometimes you think a loss is a loss, but you have to let it play out to see that a loss is a win. Yeah. And that really happened for me because as soon as she left, everyone came to me and was like, oh my God, we were so scared of her and she, we just didn't enjoy her. And I'm so glad she's gone. And I felt I felt more at home at my own studio, and I knew that that was the right decision that she made for herself.
1: Yeah, dude. Sometimes Preach. you don't even know you're drowning until you cut the weight. I know. It's crazy. It's amazing. So I have my way. I have no dig. I see when I do this, I'm doing this, and I'm thinking of like my leg going up. Two, three, four, one. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like it'd be faster. I just wanted to do all 90s because I noticed that there's a lot of college kids in the class that like— my- Don't
0: even know. They don't even know what Exactly. Those I, I just found out Carly, you
1: know, that's, oh dude, I have it on this right now. I just found out that Carly, what is it?
0: That's why when I play Tupac, I'm like, if you graduated high school after 1999, I'm sorry for you. I bet the
1: listener yes. doesn't even yes. know this shit right now. That's what I'm saying.
0: Oh my God, the best. And yes. I just
1: found out that Carly was two years old when this came out. Like I would play, I should be like, what? Tell her she
0: can't come in. And out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but so I wanted to just be like, so this is what hip hop is, like get like, and you know I like Post Malone, that's fine, but it's like this it's is
0: different dear. now. Like hip hop now is so melodic yeah. that it's like you almost can't play it, right? Um, or it's so fast that like that. Did you take Breeze class yesterday? Yeah. That new um, Lil Wayne song.
1: Oh yeah, I like roar that song. is like
0: it's just so fast. Yeah, it's either like kill you or like. Too slow to play.
1: Right. Exactly. There's no healthy medium. And I like those ones where it, it pulled from funk.
0: Yeah. Where it's like dancing and yeah. fun and like gangsta in your face.
1: Gangsta in your face. And then I had an EDM one. And then one that I just started that started with Rage Against the Machine. Ooh. Mm. Mm. Nope. <laughs> See? Why? Mm. Why can't I do this?
0: Um, How do I explain this? I always hate because I know like certain people love certain songs. And I know you want to, like, as a teacher, you want to make them love it. I get it. But there's some things that just don't convert. So, like, think about this. If you worked so hard to get the the energy of the room up to a level 10, mm-hmm. and then you play a song that only a few people are into, you took that level down. I think there's a difference between, like, aggressive music that makes you, like, rah, versus, like, aggressive, uplifting music. Does that make sense? So, like, nobody could— <laughs> Nobody can dance, too. You could do... You could...
1: No. You could do. You could single with the push-up. Come on. Please. Look, I'm not
0: gonna. I'm not going to... I don't try to, like, you know, police all my instructors. I let them do free range. But if you play weird stuff, it has to be, like, one song. Like, you know, I play uh,
1: yeah, MJ, nah, you.
0: Free Willy... If you don't know about the MJ Free Willy song, like, get out of my life. I, of course,
1: know that. Dude, MJ is tatted tatted on my soul.
0: But you have to, like, sell it to the room. So, like, if you're going to play something random that nobody, like, really knows and, like, loves, you better be, like, bumping and grinding on their bike to sell it.
1: I (laughs) don't— I could work out both of these. Yes. However, I don't know if I even want to be friends with somebody that's not down with Rage Against the Machine killing in the name
0: of. It's different though. Right. Spin World. In real life. Music, real life is two <laughs> different things. Like I can't play Jimmy World. They'd be like, "This bitch is." Uh, not- yeah,
1: yeah, no. I'm, I'm trying to find some stuff though. Hopefully, you know, hopefully we'll figure it out. We'll do the five thirty class or something like that. Work with the schedule. But Mindy, I'm pumped that we finally got to do this and have a real. I'm actually really excited that we got that I got to learn a little bit about your troublemaking days because <laughs> I didn't know where you, where, where, where you came from. What kind of trouble are you going to get into after this?
0: I'm hangry. You're hungry? Always hangry. hungry. Like just always. It's that cardio life.
1: So, all right, before, before we wrap the show though, um, you, at the end of your class, you always say like, don't ruin this with like mm-hmm. a burrito mm-hmm. or a whole pizza. Mm-hmm. And then you like look directly at me.
0: It's because I know you. Is this is true. I know you like pizza. I fucking love like it. Look, here's the thing. I'm not when I look <laughs> when I say something and I look directly at you, it's more like I'm making a connection with you. Like I know like we're all the same people. We're all struggling. Yeah. You think I don't want to go home and eat a whole pizza? Oh, for sure I do. You think yeah. I don't want to eat in and out every day? Oh, for sure I do. Yeah. But like I can't. Like if I really ate what I wanted to, let's be honest, I would still look like I was pregnant. Yeah. And I just like, for me, that doesn't work. Like, I want to, I feel better looking a certain way, and I'm not skinny by any means, but I just feel better when I'm, you know, fitting in my clothes, when I'm not eating death fried food. Yeah. And, you know, it just works better for me.
1: Um, Before we wrap, I want to affirm you for something. I'm really pumped for all the success that you've had. I'm glad that I've been able to be a part of it and seeing it. Like your studio has become a part of my life, and the people, like a real part of my life. And don't fucking cry, Mikhail. And then I
0: know don't make me cry. No, but I
1: I mean this. I'm a crier. uh, But you, but the like just the friendships that have come out of it has been have been so amazing. And um, you know, I know that you have you know a big heart for the underdog but at this point i wouldn't even say you're an underdog anymore you've done it so thank you for allowing me to be a part of it and i hope that we can do more podcasts because this was a lot of fun you liked it this time
0: i liked it <laughs>
1: <laughs> for everybody that wants to connect with you where can they find you on the internet
0: um well you can follow uh union ride at union ride on instagram or you can follow me union boss Ass bitch on instagram
1: and that's ride with a y oh yeah for For the listener we really appreciate your time and attention if you love the episode we would love a five star review if you didn't like the episode feel free to stick it to us but be sure to subscribe anyway because we're going to have a lot of great guests just like Mindy back on the show thank you again Mindy